Blog Talk Radio. NYPA, it's time to sort the show, so search for the squad and listen out for the promo with the West Wild Spitter, send his weapon to a show home. Collins Oak coverage on the corner, make it unfold. Five o'clock, who gives a damn with your man and say we spitting live wireless, leave him shot with the gamma rate. Ain't no runner up, cause it ain't nothing close to the candidate. I block the deep and you draw like Japanese animated. It's just us and the rest, news off the hottest press. Dope from the boogie down, Kyle Houghton, Philly West, repping with the legends, classic in the future. Second politics, sports segment, live phone, call up with question. It's the NYPA, 95 Connection, real people. Ain't no stripping, cute call for directions. Just team on the grind time till it's all perfection. Throw it past the satellite so you can catch perception. So touch ground with us, we kill challenges. A murder it for every number on your calendars. From west to the boogie down, the greyhound in this. We Google spot, anchor podcast, pocket this. NYPA Entertainment Radio live here on Blog Talk. It's Kyle. It's Sunday. It's live. It's 5 o'clock. We got a lot of stuff to get into. Uh, as promised, I have uh, rescheduled from two weeks ago Dr. Damone Kenny. Uh, he's calling in live at the top of the second hour at 6 o'clock. Uh, Dr. Kenny will be uh, discussing his self-help book, The Doorway to Your Success. So he's calling in live at 6 o'clock. Top of the second hour here on NYPA Entertainment Radio, author Dr. Damone Kenny here on NYPA Entertainment Radio. But um, like I said, it's a lot of things to get into. Um, first, as a bit of a program note, now normally next week it will be May, May 2nd, and I would do the new um, playlist for a new month for May. Well, since I, I did it, Two weeks ago on the 11th, we had to, I took the fourth off. I, I barely played anything from this playlist. I got still got some tracks from different genres, from country. I got all the stuff I either haven't even played yet or barely played yet. So um, I'm not going to do May play. <coughs> excuse me, May playlist. I'm just going to just just go right through it and start fresh June 6th, which I already started a new playlist for that already. Um, like I said, like I said, somewhere down the line, I'm going to do the. Um, Spotlight playlist, and I already give you people behind the curtain what it's going to be. It's going to be New York Volume One, um, but yeah, I'm not going to do May playlist because I only I started late in April, uh, April 11th with the music playlist. And um, with that being said, I'm already like two weeks. I'm already like two weeks in, and I'm not barely playing anything. I either have barely or I already you know having or whatever the case may be. So I'm like, all right. I'm not going to do that. So what I'm going to do is more so just carry this month's playlist that I got a lot of stuff and just we're going to use it for May also. So no mo, no May music playlist. We're going to extend April through May, and then we're going to start fresh Sunday, June 6th with the June music playlist, which I'm already starting to put together. I think you guys are going to like it. It's going to be class act, top notch. So, you know, yeah, I'm biased, of course, but, you know, I haven't never lied to you all yet. I don't think. Anyway, um, also, as, as always, for the past couple of weeks, um, it's just been like one kind of just 
death after another tragedy type thing and with DMX and lost Black Rob, Black Rob, excuse me, and we just recently this week lost writer, producer, uh, founder, of Digital Underground, Shock G. Um, as of right now, to date, I I don't know what caused uh, his death or what have you. Um, but that, that we, we, as we're just trying to, um, you know, <laughs> deal with DMX and, and then we're trying to deal with Black Rob and we're like trying to take this all in. This happened, and it's just and it's it's crazy. It's just it's just crazy. Um, so Shock G famous for digital underground hits, saw Humpty Dance, and his work with Tupac is dead. Uh, the rap legend was found dead this past Thursday in a hotel room in Tampa. According to his father, Edward Racker, uh, we're told the cause of death is unclear, but there were no sounds of trauma. Shock's father says authorities will conduct uh, uh, conduct an autopsy. Shock G was the lead singer uh, for the pioneer hip-hop group Digital Underground, and he gets into character as also ego, Humpty Hump, um, for the group's 1989 song and dance, The Humpty Dance. Um, Shock, Shock was also known uh, for his collabs with Tupac. He, he's featured on Pac's 93 song I Get Around, and he was one of the producers on Tupac's 91 debut album, Tupacalypse Now. In fact, Shock G helped introduce Tupac to the music world. Pac was a member of Ninja Underground when he appeared on the group's 91 songs and music video, same song, uh, for his first published work. Uh, Shock G was born and raised in East Oakland. Um, um, he was born, he was born, he was actually born and raised in the East Coast, eventually settled in Oakland, where he formed Digital Underground in the late 1980s with Chopmaster J and Kenneth Water. In addition to work with Tupac, Shock G produced songs for Dr. Dre, Prince, Paris One, just to name a few. He's only 57 years old. Um, man, listen, in the late 80s, early 90s, Digital Underground was 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 the shit, man. It was on Rap City. Um, who knew at the time when Sing Song came out that Tupac will be Tupac. I remember his verse. I was like, yeah, this kid is rapping. I didn't, who knew? Um, but he introduced the work to Tupac with Sing Song and, and the Humpty Dance and the whole nine. And I was a kid when it around, when the Digital Underground came out. Um, I was like, well, you know, I was like 12, 13, 14, maybe-ish. And in the beginning, it was like, they the same guy with two different people. Because he would play off, he would have a way to play off each other. They wouldn't acknowledge, you know, it was like Shakti, Shakti, Humpty, Humpty, and that was it, and, and interviews and so forth, and little camera tricks and stuff. Uh, but very talented, very, very talented with Digital Underground producing and writing. And it's just back to back. When they say, hey, death coming threes, death coming threes. You know what I mean? When you have, you know, uh, DMX and Black Rob, and then back then you get uh, Shock G. Like we're trying to like mourn and accept and trying to like wow, but like I said, in past within the past two weeks, um, at the end of the day, when it comes down to it, uh, music is, is around forever. So we're not going to be down on him. Not going to be sad about it or anything like that. Uh, when it comes to it, you know we have his music to celebrate. You know, so rest in peace. You know to Shock G. Because his family and fans like me around the world and friends and the whole nine, but man, that's definitely part of part of my youth. And just remember, Rap City and the musical uh, jukebox, always for the Humpty Dance, do what you like, all that. Like this is clear as day. 
so that's part of my youth and part of and, and just part of my era and, and, and one of the groups I like and, and a lot of their songs and everything and yeah, and then matter if someone playlist with the Spotify or whatever got the same song or whatever is on there and um which I used to like the movie Nothing But Trouble with Chevy Chase and uh Jimmy Moore and um Dan Aykroyd. So I that's one of the things where I, I kinda just I dig that. That that was just those you know, that was the movie we made eighty nine ninety. So good to Shock G and DJ on the ground and yeah, but we're gonna move on. We're gonna have some fun. Yes, we're gonna have some fun now. Um, versus Method Man, Red Man, um, happened Tuesday, four twenty, and uh, it was it was funny to me. Finally, we got the verses. I didn't know. I got it like near the end. No, no, I'm an hour, two hours in, and I watched the whole thing over again. But I watched it. I loved it. Probably one of the best verses that went back and forth. I would have tweaked it because that's just me. I would have tweaked it in certain ways. But to see Karras, I'm not Karras, see Clay Solo, see EPMD, Keith Murray, and Sandra Wu-Tang, they was jamming. I like I was into it, and I was just jamming. They were just whatever. I only had 25 people in the audience, cause it, obviously because of COVID. Everyone was tested and known up from what they were saying. Um, but it was just, it was good. I liked it. It was just, it was flowing. And, um, yeah, I would have tweaked it a certain way, but they messing red did, did that thing on the on the verses, and I was just and I always keep up from time to time. Try to keep up with K Solo on. Uh, I, I purposely uh, think a year ago, once I found him, followed him because I was like, what else K Solo? Now I know where he's at. I know him and Redman have the same birthday, and they celebrated their birthday together. I think he's like two, three years before he's older than Redman. If I'm correct, Red Redman like last week or yeah, about last week just turned fifty one. They call it okay, so like 53, 54, um, and they celebrate together because they put it online. They celebrate their birthday together, a little like private gathering. Um, so to see him rap and he had the hit squad, um, I liked it. Uh, this was on point, it's man. a classic. I, you know, I yeah, I liked it, man. It was in uh, he had some mm-hmm. members of the Wu come out, and I didn't know that Meth held uh, respected that in high regards in terms of him being one of his favorite lyricists of all time. Um, right. so I didn't even know that he, that he said that they held him in you know high regard. So yeah, it was good, man. I did get thumbs up with me. I liked it. That's from you know I sat through it and it was just jamming. It was funny. It was cool. It was um, DJ scratching his thing. It was either prior to them starting, he just playing the jams. I like when they uh, you know um, you know Paris you know condolences and, and respects to DMX. They did a good job. They I like to say I would have. Tweaked it a little, a little bit more on a way I kind of think it should have went, but overall I liked it and I wasn't bored once. And it wasn't, uh, you know, they said the things in between, less a little bit of talking. They just went jam for jam, they did together separate jams and, and the whole nine. So good job on the, good job on that verses and looking forward to see who they do next and hopefully they can take yeah. that and do a little bit more. So shout out with the verses for weed and everything. It was, it was interesting, you know, um, even though we had talked about it earlier that, you know, we were hoping that they would keep it with them too and not bring out so many people, but it actually turned out really good when they brought out all those people, especially a lot of the people we haven't heard in a while, and such as what you said, K Solo and all them, when they came out there and did the headbanger, you know, um, that 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 was a classic. Um, I watched it from the beginning to the end, and 
Yeah, I wasn't bored either. You know, I actually enjoyed it and, you know, listening to songs that, you know, you haven't heard in in, in a long time and, you know, just found yourself with your head banging. <laughs> it was like, wow. Yeah, it was definitely a classic. Um, you know, I enjoyed it. Um, but when you said that you would tweak it a little bit more, what would you have done different? I would have did more. I would have did more reverses. I would have did uh, like let Method Man stand to the side, let Red do his hits, and a little bit more to have fans vote on it. That's how I think the verses should be. Let the fans right. vote. And I get the collabos. That's fine. But I just tighten it up. Make literally make it more of a verses where you're challenging that person, like a middle of a competition, and let the fans tweet at home who they want. It's like it's called versus. You're competing. So a little bit more like that. They, did, they almost did it that way, but I think I would tweak it and make it literally more. It's called versus, which means I'm versing you. I'm competing against you. So tweak it a little bit more of that, but otherwise not, I wouldn't change the thing. I, like I said, I like the – I would have had the group. Of course, I would have kind of set it up where start out individually with the individual songs and then throw the groups in there. He come out where he do the thing with the woo. You come out and do the thing with Hit Squad or Death Squad, and then they they go away. They do a single thing. Then in the whole thing, then in, near the end, then they do their songs together at the end. That's how it should end. It. Like start apart, then end together. That's how the verses should be, especially if you got tracks together. That's how it right. should be, in my opinion. That's how it should be. And then kind of let, their, let the fans put one word in. The red is the method. Red is the method. Red, whatever. So that's how they should have did that. Um Longtime NBA player says he wants to fight Jake Paul. Former YouTube star Jake Paul registered, uh, registered his third professional boxing one on Saturday, knocking out MMA fighter Ben Askren. The 24-year-old Paul moved to 3-0 and in his career in the ring with all three victories coming via knockout. Afterwards, talk, he talked plenty of smack. It's been, four, it's been four months. I've been in training camp every day, Paul said on Triller following the fight. I deserve this shit. This is the craziest moment of my life. I told y'all I was going to do it in the first round. I told y'all I'm a real fighter. I don't know how many times I got to prove myself this is for real. Well, Paul may insist that he is for real, but Kendall Gill isn't buying it. The longtime NBA guard who went 4-0 as a boxer after his basketball career ended challenged Paul to a bout on Twitter this past week. Quote, I'm the oh, Jake Paul. That's just my game. Send me the contract. This is the first time Gil has come at Paul like this. He did the same thing back in December. Unlike you, unlike your last opponent, I don't play boxing. Let's see, let's see you with someone four and zero in your weight class with skills. Gil said at the time. Despite this, it is highly unlikely that Gil, who's 52, will ever actually fight Paul. Stranger things have happened in the in this world, though. Um, the po- <laughs> unbelievable. It's, it's, so Gil, no more, no more, man. Uh, 52. Yeah. So now, now as I when I read this originally, it, it's making a mockery mm-hmm. of the sport even more than what it is now, and. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so my thing to Jake Paul is this: if you want people to take you seriously, you would not acknowledge or get in a, You would not acknowledge or fight Kendall Gill at all. You will literally go after what is what was mentioned last week—an actual real 
fighter, up and comer, mm-hmm. or a name. Either way, get in with a legitimate pure boxer, not an ex basketball mm-hmm. player, not an MMA fighter, not a, a cleaner, a dry cleaner who who hobbies as a boxer on Saturdays. Like someone who actually legit that eats, breathes, sleeps, mm-hmm. being a boxer. That's your next. Mm-hmm. That's your next opponent. That's who you after. Don't have to even bother. Don't even don't even go after Kendall Gill. Cause not saying you're gonna beat him, but it's just, it's like you're not really making yourself legit, and people not really gonna take you serious until you not. legitimately get in the ring with an actual boxer. Period. That's what has to happen. And I don't think he really wants to do that because he knows he will get his ass kicked. He will be floored all over the place. He's talking about people not taking me serious as a real boxer. I am an actual boxer. Like, really? You're not taking yourself as a, a, a real fighter because you're not fighting no real fighters out there. How much kudos points are you going to get for knocking out a basketball player? <laughs> you know, or or a, a MMA fighter that's not fighting his natural fight. Mm-hmm. You're not getting any. You're not getting into any. Get out there and fight a real fighter. As a matter of fact, I'll even put it this way. I guarantee you, you could put a person, a a a, a, a contender fighter, or somebody that's um that's up there in rankings, that's much lighter than he is, and probably will still whip his butt. Hmm. Hmm. I'm almost guarantee you. He, he, he's going to eventually have to put up or shut up. So, like I said, the next to. move is the key. How's his job? The next move is the key move. Yeah. The next move is the key move. So, we'll see between the end of this year going to next year, who is next. Now, like I said, I don't care who it is. I just want to actually be a legit boxer, boxer, just to see. Now, if you hold your own and you go the distance or go beyond that, then all right, okay, then we're looking at something. Then we're looking at something. But until then... You you really gotta you gotta really test the water for a legit boxer. Period. No matter name, like I said, up and comer, no name, whatever. Get in there with a pure boxer, hands down. This is what they know. This is what they breathe and eat and dream of. Dominating mm-hmm. and becoming the best at the sport. That's who you need to get in the ring with. And with that being said, I have a Mike Tyson story. Mike Tyson explains how his children <laughs> use their education against him. Quote, it bothers me sometimes. Mike Tyson had a very brief relationship with education as he was always focused on street science and and became a boxer at an early age. When he was just 20, Tyson, of course, was already the heavyweight champion of the world. Meanwhile, he suffered trouble with childhood and teenage due to um, object poverty. So education might have been a luxury that he couldn't afford. However... <clears throat> Excuse me. Tyson's impeccable in-ring dominance saw him become a legend, and using using that fortune, he sent his kids to school and gave them a proper education. Meanwhile, Mike Tyson has also claimed that his kids read better than him, and he appears bothered with it. And <laughs> in Why? his recent podcast, the heavyweight boxer connected with NFL elite Terrell Owens and talked about his children's education. Quote. My kids are 13 and 14, and they read better than I do, and it bothers me sometimes. 13, 13 to 12, effing reading Shakespeare, and it still bothers me, said Tyson. He added, they <laughs> use 
they use that they use that to me all that stuff they learn but the stuff they learn in the school and that's not a good guy that's not a good guy i sent them to the school to tell them that i'm a bad guy mike tyson controversies and scandals may have left a dent in his legacy allowing several critics to throw dirt in in his name however his outstanding tale of rags to riches is a source of inspiration to people all over the world what's more it is one such thing that, that no critic can take away from the heavyweight great at age 54, going on 55. Mike Tyson continues to inspire people with his actions just as much as he was in his prime, if not more. Um, I think what, what is interesting was Mike Tyson. I think and he might feel embarrassed um, in terms of, his kids may know more than him. He's, you know, adult and kids, and they're kind of schooling him. He should be schooling them. And I think maybe he may be just a little embarrassed. As possible isn't, is. isn't the whole purpose of, you know, we understand that he came up of a hard bring, uh, upbringing, you know, but isn't it the point that, you know, he wants them to be better than him? Um, you know, he don't want them to follow in the footsteps that he followed, you know, growing up. I mean, isn't that the whole point of putting them into uh, to get a better education so they can be, you know, more productive in this world? I don't think he's I mean, crapping that's what on I that. I, I don't think I don't think he's crapping on it. What I what I'm getting from it is I think at times where he might not get something possibly that's so simple the kids are already past them. That's in certain situations where. Again, I don't think it's not about them not being better. It's just like, wow, how do you do this? Well, why would you be embarrassed? So simple. He might not be. He might not. It might be. You're talking about. You're talking about a, a super athlete from the street, super macho type of guy, and <laughs> rarely at times want to show his feelings or whatever the case may be, and it may be embarrassing that he's the 12 and 13 year old. I'll smarten them. Or, or so then, so then go or, back to well, school or get yourself a tutor and, and educate yourself on these things. If you feel that there's certain things that you may not know that they know, learn it. I, I don't know. I, would just, I guess, yeah, <laughs> if he wants to. I don't know. Maybe you're right. Maybe. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm being he, foolish about saying he, that. I don't know. But I, I tell, I, I tell you what. Tyson. Maybe 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 uh, we can work on uh, trying to get him on the show. You can tell him that. You can tell him like, I'll hey, tell him that. go back to school. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll tell oh, him yeah. that. As long as that we're in the face. distance, you know that that yeah, we're on the exactly. phone and we're not face to face. That's exactly what I want you to say. In the distance. Uh huh. <laughs> exactly. I'll wait for to say that. Uh huh. Like, yeah. <laughs> of course. Yeah. You know, I ain't stupid. Uh huh. In the I'm not stupid. I'm not gonna say that in mm. you know directly in front of him. You know, like, <laughs> hey, get back to school, Mike Tyson. No. Mm-hmm. You got I'll say it in my car. Go back to school. I'll say uh-huh. it. I'll say it in my car. I'll say it in my car with the car running, and then I'll say it out the window and take off, knowing that he can't outrun him. <laughs> that's that's it. There you go. That's what I agree with you. Exactly. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> And don't even stop. I'm not stupid. Hey, Tyson. Hey, Tyson. Go back to school. There you go. That's how you do it. And and that's it. 
and Listen, keep going. I'm not going to do it on foot because he might outrun me. <laughs> he might, exactly. He's impeccable shape. <laughs> keep that car running. Keep the car running. And in fact, in fact, not just keep it running, do it where you use a bullhorn because if he's close to you, he might still be able to grab that car door and yank there it you open. Go. So just do it like uh-huh. a little distance, like across the parking lot with a bullhorn. And just take off. And don't even look back. <laughs> okay, you said that. Okay, okay. All right. Uh-huh. So now, with that being said, Zoe, is, Zoe does have sense. He will, he gets, I, yeah, say that to him from distance. All right, anyway, we're going to move to some music. When we come back, uh, top of the hour, Dr. Kenny will be calling in. Dr. Damone Kenny uh, is calling in, uh, discussing self-help book, The Doorway to Your Success, top of the hour. Wow, it was almost five-third round. Time is flying. having fun. Uh, Stick around. We'll be right back. NYPA Entertainment (laughs) Radio. Shock, I like to rock and you can't stop this Tupac, go ahead and rock Now this. I clown around when I hang around with the underground Girls used to frown, say I'm down when I come around Gas me and when they pass me, they used to diss me Harass me, but now they ask me if they can kiss me Get the same, people change, wanna live their life high Same song can't go wrong if I play the nice guy Same and same, must have changed now that we became strong I remain still the Why same, too? cause it's the same song Yeah, that was 
it spins around You recognize this sound, well it's the underground You know that we're down with what you like With what you like And though we're usually on the serious tip, check it out Tonight we're gonna flip and trip and let it all hang out tonight We're gonna say what we like Cause yo yo, we wanna know how many people in the flow Will I just let yourselves go and do what you like What's the night tonight? Just eat food, try not to be crude or rude Kills the attitude, chill the serious mood And do what you like And do what you like Everybody do what you like Yeah, do what you like Just do what you like Yo, go where you like I mean rich, poor, high, lower, upper, middle class Let's all get together and have a few laughs and do what we like And do what we like And since you came here, you gotta show and prove And do that dance until it don't move Do what you like Sometimes I bite now if you're hungry, get yourself something to eat And if you're dirty, then go take a bath Mess up the line Nope, sometimes I don't ride Help yourself to a cracker With a spread of cheddar cheese, have a neck bone You don't have to say please, eat what you like Yo, smell how you like Everybody do what you like Do what you like Yo, do what you like You know what I'm saying? Whatever you like to do, talk how you like. Now just act a fool. It's okay if you drool, cause everybody's gonna strip and jump in the pool and do what we like. And do what we like. Homegirls, for once, forget you got class. See a guy you like? Just grab him in the biscuit. And do what you like. The red, white, tan, black, yellow, or brown. It really doesn't matter. We could all get down and do what we like. And do what we like. From a pink skin Yankee to a blue black southerner. Ditch bigger or governor. Just do what you like. Look how you like. That's the sonic to jazz for the hip hop fan. And since we're not your average everyday rap band, you're piano, piano man. Play how you like.
help, we will start your fade for you. Introduce myself, my name is Humpty Pronounced with the Humpty Yo ladies, oh how I like to funk thee And all the rappers in the top ten Please allow me to bump thee I'm stepping tall y'all And just like Humpty Dumpty You're gonna fall when the stereos pump me I like the rhyme, I like my beats funky I'm spunky, I like my oatmeal lumpy I'm sick with this Straight gangster Mac But sometimes I get ridiculous I'll eat up all your crackers and your licorice Oh yo fat girl Come here, are you ticklish? Yeah, I called you fat. Look at me, I'm skinny. It never stopped me from getting busy. I'm a freak. I like the girls with the boom. I once got busy in a Burger King bathroom. I'm crazy. Allow me to amaze thee. They say I'm ugly, but it just don't faze me. I'm still getting in the girls' dance, and I even got my own dance. Nose will tickle your rear, my nose is big Uh-uh, I'm not ashamed, big like a pickle I'm still getting paid, I get laid by the ladies You know I'm in charge, both how I'm living And my nose is large, I get stupid I shoot an arrow like Cupid I'll use a word that don't mean nothing, like lucid I sang on do what you like, and if you missed it I'm the one who said, just grab them in the biscuit Also told you that I like to bite Well yeah, I guess it's obvious, I also like to write All you have to do is give Humpty a chance And now I'm gonna do my dance Everybody, I do the Humpty Hump. 
Brown is in the house. I'd like to send a shout out to the whole world. Keep on doing the Humpty Dance. And to all the ladies, peace and humpiness forever. Entertainment Radio live here on Blog Talk. Don't forget, calling in live at the top of the second hour, Dr. Damone Kenny. We uh, call him to discussing his self-help book, The Doorway to Your Success. Live here at six o'clock in YPA Entertainment Radio. Um, and as a reminder, um, this is next. I know next week is May second. Um, there's no May playlist. Uh, we're going to do June playlist. Start June sixth. Since we started April late and I got a lot of stuff I have barely played yet or haven't played yet, we're going to just pretty much carry this over through May and start fresh for June on Sunday, June 6th, which I kind of already started that. And then down the line, I'll give you a date soon on the new Spotlight playlist, and I already gave you all the peek behind the curtain. It will be New York, New York, New York, Volume 1. So that's somewhere down the line. Um I'll give you a date probably in the next few weeks when we're going to do the next Spotlight playlist um, for New York City, obviously. Um, so moving on, um, Zell, what else you want to get into? Uh, it's clear that Snoop Dogg is a smart businessman. You know, when, uh, we spoke about the beef that he had with uh, Eminem, and Eminem um, came out with a, a, a diss song, you know, of um, Snoop, and we haven't heard from Snoop, you know, with his comeback um, diss on him. But um, it seems that Snoop Dogg has decided to use the hype around the beef between uh, with Eminem to heighten interest in his album, which he got an album coming out, if it's not out already. Um, having previously stated um, that everything is fine between him and Eminem, Snoop acted very recklessly, leaving explicit reference to Eminem on his track, Talk That Shit To Me, from the new album, From the Streets to the Suites. Um, That would be, I guess, the new album name, the title, From the Streets to the Suites, which was released, um, you know, as I said, it's already been released. Um, This track, um, Snoop Dogg's um, stream live on his Instagram, 
in the midst of the hype uh, on the internet um, and the fans community around his beef with Eminem. And since then, um, this track was regarded as a diss. Well, um, the bar showstopper that dropped classics may be referenced to the album, um, the Eminem show. Um, two, as it says, the line, the same nigga that closed curtains will close casket, clearly reference us um, to the collection of Eminem's greatest hits, um, Curtain Calls the Hits. Um, three, running numbers up, but it ain't no um, mis- um, miscalculating that. Um, and this is the line. Um, is a reference to Eminem lines. Your opinion's like a broken calculator. Um, that shit doesn't count. Shut your MF mouth on on the track. Book of Rhymes. Um, this is just go on and on and on. But it it appears, you know, Snoop used a lot of reference of um, of Eminem um, into his song, um, his his new albums. Um, I guess that's just to help um, hype, um, bring in the hype to or more focus to the album, and it possibly could better the sales on his album. So, um, good businessman or poor choice? What, what would you think? What would be a poor choice? Well, I mean, the poor choice would be could it hurt him on sales by doing that, or could it better his sales by doing that? Well, by just an Eminem, allegedly. Um, I, yeah, um, and and using a lot of the, you know, I guess what Eminem dissed him on his track, he used it for his album. Hmm. I got. I have to hear the track because I didn't. I didn't get it. Um, because maybe people are reading too much into it. I, I think like what if he he just oh you got my Eminem right there. I, I would hope that he would say his name. I got. I got to hear the track. Actually, hear him say to, to get the vibe of it. But if he dissed him, then so be it. I mean, this is what he does. He's he's at heart a battle rapper. He's a, a icon in the game. You coming for him? He won't lay low. He's smart. He won't come back for you. He ain't just going to let it go. He'll say, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I'm cool, I'm cool. He's still going to have something for you. But I, I want to actually hear um, the track myself, and I could go off of that. But I don't think, yeah. like, it never hurts an album or a track if someone is dissing They always help. Whoever, thinks, whoever thought that would, that would hurt is stupid. It helps. Because it's intriguing. Right. People love, as the controversy creates cash, people love this. Hear other people diss each other, and ah, this is this is what they do. People love that shit. They want to go on. People love. I hate, I hate to say, it, people love more war than than peace. They just want to, you know, hear that. They they love to see that, you know, confrontation. And especially when you yeah. have Eminem and Snoop. I like that's that's right there. Two just, big names. Yeah. You know, but I haven't heard you know, it. Huge names, but I, I haven't heard anything from him about. Him and vice versa. Um, so maybe some people may be reading too much into it and taking, ooh, he's talking about him. Ooh, he's talking about, oh, he's talking about like that subliminal shit. I don't think he'd be subliminal. I think he probably would be a little more direct. 
Uh, but I have to hear it myself to kind of understand exactly what people are, are, are saying that he's taking shots at him. But because M actually said his name. So I would think Snoop OG would say his name back, like I'm talking to you, dog, talking to you, Eminem, or some shit like that. Something I would hope he would say that, but I got to hear it myself before I get, you know, yeah, give a, a, I, a judgment on it. So I, I don't know if it's getting much hype on the radio um, airplay airway right now because I haven't really heard one track yet, you know. And if this is what they say is a reference on, uh, or is it a diss track to? To Eminem, then is they really not playing it out there on the radio like that um, for um, for the public to to really hear it. So I don't know, you know. It, 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 this might be the the same fool who started a rumor that Jay and and, and Beyonce is buying the Masters back. You you, you, <laughs> you read too much into the track. Whoever whoever wrote that shit, you read too much into the track. Um and like. You just said I haven't heard it. No one else talks about it. It's not online anywhere. I just in, I just seen the Snoop Dogg video, new one, which is um, after the verses the other night. Um, that's a, that's what he dropped. Had nothing to do with Eminem at all. So I would think if he's targeting Eminem, wouldn't you push that as one of the first tracks to get out there? That's what I would think. And yeah. I believe Snoop is a smart I, I man, on personally, but I think he would. So I think this person, whoever wrote this, is reading too much into it and started a bit of rumors and innuendo. Oh, you talking about him? Just to get tongues wagging and, and shit like that. It look cookbait, as they say. So I don't know. I, I got to hear it myself and go from there and, and just see what happens in the days and months to come, if this is true or if he's actually going to attack or is he going to fall back and, like, you know what? I'm not even – I got too much other stuff going on because Snoop been everywhere recently. So he got other things to focus on than – you know what Eminem said, so we'll see going forward, definitely. Uh, Megan yeah. Thee Stallion announces she's taking a break, called I'll Be Back When It's Time. Oh, man, you <laughs> doing, baby? Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Taking a break. So, <laughs> she just started. Uh, yeah, Megan Thee Stallion uh, appeared, uh, appeared to announce Thursday via social media that she was taking, quote, a per- uh, taking a break, prepare for what's next. The WAP rapper posted a series of cryptic photos on Instagram in which she showcased herself wearing a Good News-inspired bodysuit and oxygen mask, all while floating in a fluid-filled tank. Quote, due to the demands of the hot girl lifestyle, Meg has now entered a period of regeneration to prepare for what's next. Her latest Instagram video communicated to followers. In her absence, management will manage all social postings on behalf of the hot girl coach. The hotties led a brave... Re- Resistance and anticipation for the return of their fearless captain, the video ends. Fans immediately begin questioning whether or not the rapper was setting the stage for a bigger announcement, such as the deluxe version of her debut studio album, Good News, which was released on November 19th of last year. The Grammy winner said, uh, later said on Twitter she would be back when it's time. She also changed her profile photo on all her social media accounts to one of her recharging. Despite Megan Thee Stallion's recent announcement, she is set to perform at Rolling Loud in Miami, Florida on July 25th, 2021. This is what I want to say about this. This actually is not a bad move. This is not a bad move. Here's why. It's a risky move, but it's not a bad move. Because you do not want to oversaturate yourself, oversaturate yourself, 
um, and kind of overexposed and whatever. Sometimes you might want to like, let me step back for a bit, let y'all miss me, and come back. Now, it's also a risky move because you're you kind of hot like yeah. in terms of yeah. being out there. So it's six in one hand, half a dozen in the other. You don't want to be out too long when people get tired of you, mm-hmm. but at the same mm-hmm. time, you kind of got to step back and kind of strategize <laughs> a little bit like, all right, let me, let me get a fresh coat of paint on and come back a little bit down the line. Let me, whatever. Now, outside the July 25th thing, which she probably already signed on, she can't back out of, I, you know, it's not bad strategy. It's not bad. It's risky, but not bad. And I could, no, I'm not, like I said, kind of like, it's not, it's a, it's a good way to go. What do you think? Um, the music business is really funny. Um, you know, she's hot right now. I don't think that she should fall back like that. That's my opinion. I think that she should keep coming out. She can still do other things on, um, you know, and, and still put out her music, but I don't think that she should fall back because um, you stay away too long. It's kind of hard to get back out there and, and be back on the level that you was on before you left, before you stepped off um, in this music business. I mean, you got to keep the your fans out there, their mind, you know, um, focus on your career where, where you started at, which is the music. I mean, look at um, X. When X, um, you know, came out, he was coming out, what, like two albums in a year? He was just popping out albums after albums after albums. He was still doing his movies, you know, and then still popping out with albums. So I don't think that that, that was a good idea. That's my opinion on it. I think that she should continue doing it while she's still hot right now. That, but that's a different era, though. You, you talk about a time before social media, like where everything, like where you can over. Now you're everywhere now because of social media and appearances and streaming and stuff like that. Back then, we didn't have internet, social media, so pumping out two or three albums at a time, it was just a different era, and it was an, an, unheard of. It was just unheard of. Heard, I think doing this. It, it, it's not just leaving, but how long you stay away. If she's just cutting back, kind of just to kind of put a new spin on it or whatever and kind of come something different. It still hurts. Not, not too long out. It, it, might not, it, it, might, it might not hurt her. It may not hurt her. You also, you also can hurt yourself. It's a balancing act. You also you hurt yourself if you're constantly in people's face where they're like, I'm tired of seeing this person. I'm tired of it everywhere. So you kind of got to balance that out. You know what I mean? Cause I heard people say it about Kevin Hart, Steve Harvey, like I'm gonna look at people who never stepped but, away. But they still watching him. But they they still watching him. They're still looking at them. Regardless of what they say about Steve Harvey or Kevin Hart, still watching Kevin Hart movie. They still watching um Steve Harvey Ooh. on these game shows and talk shows and all that. Ooh. It hasn't hurt no, well, their not, career not, at all. Not not really. It, it, not really it, it, it didn't hurt their career. I he lost his talk show. Steve Harvey lost his talk show, so something suffered. Something. Yeah, but he still got he still got so many he still got so many um other platforms out there that he's still making his money. He's not losing anything. That is true, but I don't think if she if she steps away and dip out for a bit, like my point is, if she goes past, she's not on their level yet. Yeah. No, no, no. But well, uh, I I don't. She's everywhere. I don't know. I she she's not too far not too far from that. The way the way she's being pushed. I mean. She's everywhere. She she is everywhere. So I think, and it might be good for her, maybe a mental thing. Let me step back, and she might want to come out with something. She might have something up her sleeve. I see her coming back out before the end of the year. I see maybe the end of the summer or something. 
she it's something she's planning, which is not bad. There's nothing wrong with that. I think she's got something planned, and sometimes you got to strategize that. But she's not going to be too far gone. Her music is still out, and everyone, or whatever the case may be, she has her publicists and PR people. Oh, believe me, they're going to keep keeping her name out there in some shape or form. She might be dipping out of public. She might be just dipping out of public just to kind of just get her head together and come up with something new. Listen, fans are fickle. People are fickle, period. So as you say, get in their face, get in their face, like I said, we get fickle. They're like, oh, my God, it's too much of you. You know what I mean? So it's a, it's a whole strategy to that. So I'll say take the break. If you will need to break for whatever reason, you got a strategy, step off for a few, at least for a few months. If you want to even take the path of the beginning of the summer off and come back near the end with something new, do that. I wouldn't take the whole year off. I wouldn't come back to 22. I would, like, step off for a couple of weeks to a month or whatever. And if you got something big or you just want to just clear your head and chill, then, then do that. But I don't think it's well, going if, for good, obviously. If it's a month, if it's a month or two, then, then that's fine. But if she takes, like, you know, a, a too long to, to come out, like a year or two, before oh, yeah. she come back out, she done lost everybody's attention now. Yeah, she yeah. will lose like attention. Said, she will lose. But 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 she but the thing is, by doing this, they still they they're watching her. She did it smart. She didn't just disappear and say nothing. She was like, I got something, blah blah blah, coming up. So now they're waiting. So that's a smart thing to do because she put the bait out there, and she put it out there. Now everybody's like, oh oh, she got something. She didn't just disappear. So she's like, I'm gonna step off a little bit. I got, I got. When time is right, I got something for you. And that's how you leave people. You leave them by letting them know, like, I'm stepping away, but I got something. So now they're intrigued. They want to know what you're gonna bring. It's a new album. It's this. It's a new look. It's blah blah blah. It's a new news. It's whatever the case may be. So, I, like I said, I don't think it's gonna be too much longer. I think it's sometime. Was it late April? I say sometime in the summer. Um, around maybe the fall of the holidays, I think she'll pop back up with something. Maybe a new track. Maybe they said a deluxe album that you know that came out in November. It's something she got up her sleeve. So I'm intrigued to find out. Uh, but like you said, if she goes rest of the year into you know and part of next year not being seen or heard, yeah, it could damage her. But I don't think it's gonna hurt if she takes a month or two off, especially if she's trying to focus on her next move because you can't just stay on one album. You can't just stay on WAP and stay on this. You got to no, evolve. You got to put it out there. You do that. And to do I mean, that, sometimes you, know, you got to. And to do that, sometimes you got to step away. You can't be in a spotlight and evolve at the same time. You got to sometimes you got to like chill on this for a bit. I'll be right back, and that's what you have to do. You don't change your clothes in front of people, do you? No, you go into the room and change your clothes. You come back. So this is what she's doing. She's like, all right, I'm changing my clothes and bring back. That's what, pretty much well, what she's doing. I want, let's hope you know, that's I want that's my DJ change her clothes in front of me, but, you know, that's me. Of course not. <laughs> but let's hope that that's what she's doing because, you know, there's a lot of hungry people out there right now that that's, that's wanted her um, crown right now. And um, if she stay away too long, everybody's focus is going to be on that next person that's, uh, that's, that's, you know, got a buzz out there right now. And they're going to forget about Megan. I mean, you know, like how they forgot about Nicki Minaj and she was hot at one point. Then she disappeared. She's trying to get back to that level, but she can't. Well, she part can't. Of that was, she's part, done. Part of, that, 
part of that her disappearing was her not disappearing. Sometimes you just get tired of people. So she was again. There you go. She was in everybody's face though, and after a while you just get tired. It's dude. It's a hard balancing act. It's a hard balancing act to always be in someone's face or ear. Case in point. Give me an example. Sometimes we t- we shut the show down for a bit. Why? I don't want to bore y'all guys every fucking. We don't want to take a break from you guys. You guys want to take a break from us. Whatever it takes me to be. You don't over, want to oversaturate. You want to give people a chance to miss you. Not always, hey, look at me. Because yeah, then you get tired of me. You got to balance that out. So we. She so wants, why would know, that work for some people and not? Why would that work for some people and not all? Look at Drake. He's in everybody's face and people still loving him. I haven't seen Drake in a minute, though. Only last time I seen Drake he was got, a commercial. He got songs out. He got songs out. It's still out. He, he got um some new joint out. That's they playing on the radios. He, but he, he he did step away for a bit, though. He did step away musically. He did step away for a bit. And you know why he didn't miss it? You know why? Because they kept playing his stuff. That's why. That's the smart thing. Even his old stuff, they keep playing his stuff. It's a whole PR thing. If you keep playing their music and keep reminding, you're, not, you're going to keep thinking they're doing something. You're not going to forget. But if you stop cold, stop playing their music, stop not updating their social media page and all that stuff, then yeah. But if her PR people continue to do it and keep playing the music, keep feeding, feeding the social media machine and all that, you're not, they're not going to forget. They're just going to be like, oh, I can't wait till X, Y, and Z. It's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. Kind of like a Rihanna thing, but we're going we to table that for a minute because, uh, Zoe, we have a guest. Call you on the air, NYP Entertainment Radio. Yes, sir. This is Dr. Des Moines Kenny. I was just giving you guys a call in for the interview. Hey, how are you? Doing great. How are you guys doing? You good. good Thanks for calling good in. Luck. Hello? You hear us? Yeah, I can hear y'all. I can hear you now. Okay. Cool. All right. That's good. So, Dr. Kenny, uh, let's get started. Uh, tell everyone about yourself, um, how you got into writing and, and everything. Okay. So, I'm originally from South Carolina. And uh, I'm retired military now, but I actually got into writing uh, some years ago. Didn't know I actually had written a book until I got married, and my wife started reading some of the stuff that I wrote. And she said, you know what? You should put some of this stuff into a book because that's what you have right here. So anyway, um, ended up putting the stuff into a book, got it uh, published through my wife's publishing company, and the rest is history. So in terms of the self-help book, explain people about the doorway to your success. Okay, so the doorway to your success is a book that um, I – it's funny because it actually kind of just came to me one day I was driving. And uh, one of the things that happened, though, is I noticed that there was a lot of people I was meeting who kept telling me how, you know, they wanted to become successful, they wanted to do great things in their lives, but they didn't know how to make it happen. So the question I always asked people was, okay, well, who are you as an individual first, and what is, what is your purpose? What's your dream? What's your goal? What are you after in life? And so after asking people those questions, it kind of sparked an idea uh, to write it into a book because I know that I will not meet every individual who buys the book, but I know that it will change many people's lives. So anyway, I wrote the book um, not knowing how many people it would impact, but, man, I've gotten so many people who called me from all over the world. People have sent me messages on, on social media and talked about how the book has changed their life. One particular lady from Israel bought the book, mm. and she took a picture showing me that she bought it. 
And then she told mm-hmm. me, she said, this book has absolutely changed my life. And she said, I'm so mm-hmm. grateful that I found it because she was contemplating suicide. And she said something told her to buy that book that she saw on Amazon. So she got it, and it changed her life. Wow. That's actually a, wow. a great story right there. Um, you know, for somebody who's contemplating um, suicide, and your book changed her life to keep going and keep going. But, um, <clears throat> you know, despite of all the books out there right now of, you know, that talks about success, what, what makes your different from everybody else's that's out there that, that you know, have the similar, you know, to speak about success? So what makes the book different is, number one, the book is coming from my heart. It's not coming from an intellectual place, um, like, you know, just an intellectual place. So when I say the book is coming from my heart, most people struggle with identity, especially in today's world, because everybody's right. looking at social media, people watching TV, seeing what everybody else right. is doing. But in the book, the first thing I'm asking is, do you know who you are? Because most people, when they mm. talk about success, the first thing they want to go to is a job, or they want to talk about how much money um, they would like to have. But my question always is, what is your true dream? Because most people never really live their true dreams. They're so busy living out other people's nightmares that they never get to their dreams. And so I'm talking in the book a lot about who you truly are down to your core, the true essence of who you are. Um, we got to get to that first before we can even start talking about success on the job. We got to get to that before we start talking about how much money it is that you desire. Because the question is, right. who are you? What are you after? What are your goals? What's your true dream? When you, when you see yourself in your vision, what is it that you see? So those are the things that make the book so much different than a lot of others. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. That is, that's good. Um, well, it's interesting, like I said, uh, do you, Doc, in terms of getting somewhere in life, do you believe that it starts within or you got to self-motivate yourself and ignore the negativity of people saying, ah, you can't do that, even if you may start late in life and doing something? And someone says, are oh, you too old to do back to school? Are you too old to accomplish this dream? Does the self-confidence have to start within yourself and just ignore the negativity? Yeah, so it starts with you as an individual. That's why I talk about identity first. Most people, the reason mm-hmm. why they are not where they think they should be is because they don't know who they are. I ask people this all the time. I said, what do you think your true blueprint looks like? Because think about this. Mm. When before a building is built, a blueprint has to be drawn out, and then the blueprint is taken down to a city or to a, to a county for them to approve the blueprint. So this is the thing. The building was built before it was actually even started, right? So what I'm saying is mm-hmm. because of the blueprint that you, you've drawn out, because that is approved, the building actually is already finished before it's, before it's even started. Okay, and so what I tell everybody is when you look at that building or you look at the blueprint, you have to think about yourself because before you could even get started in this life, you were already finished, okay? And so when we, when we got here, everything is almost like a movie. <laughs> this is how I explain it to everybody. It, it's like mm-hmm. you're living out this movie. But the funny thing is you don't know everything about your story, but your creator knows everything about your story. I'm a film and television producer mm-hmm. also. And so before we shoot a movie, we have to have the full plan, right? And folks don't know, Mm -hmm. we shoot the end of the movie first, okay, so that Mm -hmm. we can build up to the expected ending. 
And so what, mm-hmm. I, what I tell everybody, when it comes to your life, you have to look at your life in the, from the same perspective simply because if you don't, you'll find yourself looking around at everybody else and trying to be like them. And who's to say that the people who are doing what you're watching, who's to say they're really happy? Or who's to say that they really think that they're successful? Because a lot of people don't feel successful even when they have success, especially when they don't know mm. who they are. Right. Right. Now, what would wow. you determine success financially? No, is success that what you... is not based on money. No, success okay. is not based on money. Success is based on what you're supposed to be doing with your life while you're here. And I tell people gotcha. that success should never be based on anybody else's quote-unquote success either because this is the thing. Right. If you're busy watching them, when do you have time to focus on your true purpose? When you focus on your true purpose, you'll notice this too. You won't have a whole lot of people in your inner circle just taking up your time because you realize yep. that your time is valuable. Yep. <laughs> I yeah. agree. <laughs> That's true. You're right. <laughs> Um, so you, you mentioned, because outside of being author and, and, and a film and television producer, of course you're a former combat soldier and uh, actor mm-hmm. and comedian, and you play the saxophone. <laughs> yes, sir. My man. Oh, oh like, look at you. This is, this is master of everything. You got everything down packed. <laughs> uh, now, how did you get into stand-up comedy? Because you so it's actually a, a pretty funny story uh, how I got uh, into stand up. And uh, my uncle, uh, he was one of those guys who, you know, I was this, you know, his young nephew who uh, he just took everywhere with him, right? So one night we went into this little bar and he had me lie about my uh-huh. age. And so, so we get into the bar and he's up there trying to tell some jokes. And the stage wasn't actually a stage; it was two feet painted on the floor. And if you move one foot <laughs> off of that painting that was on the floor, your stage time was up, right? So he dared me one night to get on stage. He said, nephew, man, I dare you to get up there and tell some jokes. So, so I got up there, man, and I'm only like 15. And so I put my feet on the little uh, spot on the floor, and I just started telling jokes. And so I remember my first, one of my first jokes was, my grandfather is missing two fingers on his left hand. And so I said, one day, you know, we were going to go bowling as a family. So I asked my granddad if he wanted to go. And my granddad said, boy, yeah, I want to go down there to the bowling alley. We get down there to the bowling alley, and he finally figured out you need them two fingers that's missing to bowl the ball with. So, uh, <laughs> so, so, so that was actually one of my first, one of my first jokes uh, as, as a teenager, man. And my career has grown so much since then. That was a good yeah, one. It'd be kind of difficult to bowl with um, a couple of fingers missing, you know. <laughs> it would be kind of difficult to bowl, but yeah, that, that would be funny. Um, as a saxophone, um, you know, do you actually play with like um, established bands out there, or do you just do it yes, on sir. a hobby so- basis? No, man, no. I've been blessed. I'm a self-taught saxophonist, too, by the way, and I've been blessed, man, wow. to do an album with Celine Dion a few years ago. I've played with Peebo Bryson. I've opened up for Kirk Whalum. I've opened nice. up for uh, many great artists, man. And also, I had an opportunity to play with Gary Sinise and the Lieutenant Dan Band when I was uh, active duty Air Force. So I've been blessed, wow. man, to have a great career um, in entertainment as, as, as a whole. Right, right. Um uh, and I mentioned you are also an actor. So have we seen have you seen anything been yes. in shows? Go ahead. Yes, sir. 
Yes. So as an actor, I've been in um, the Avengers movie, the first one. Um, I also mm-hmm. was in a television show called Star. Um, I was in a show mm-hmm. called Sleepy Hollow. I've done, um, man, a number of shows. Um, and so, mm-hmm. again, man, all I can say is I've been tremendously blessed to, to truly live out my dream because I'm from a little right. small town of South Carolina where we didn't even have a theater um, for us mm-hmm. to perform in. And so for me to go from, you know, that small town, Dillon, South Carolina, to now living in Atlanta and doing all that I do, man, I'm just tremendously blessed. Right. Yeah, yeah. That you are. I, yeah, and I and, and like I said, you you are an inspiration for those to get out there and get it. You know, it's not going to come to you whatever you want to do. If you're not happy, go find it. Go, <laughs> go out there and get it. Um, Absolutely. I wanted to ask you, ask you a question from a comedian point mm-hmm. of view. For those who may have mm-hmm. comedians listening, male or female, what advice would you give them in terms of comedy and stepping on the stage and so forth? So the first the first bit of advice that I give, because I teach a comedy class here in Atlanta, and the first bit of okay. advice I give all my students is, number one, be real with who you are, right? Always mm. know what's funny to you. Don't focus so much on mm. trying to be funny for everybody because everybody in that room may not like you because your story mm. may not be relatable to everybody. And so the right. other thing that I tell all comedians is this. You know, when it comes to writing, you have to write every day. Um, there's not one day that goes by that I don't write at least a joke a day. Um, I have great mentors in comedy. Miss um, Barbara Carlisle, she's one of my one of my mentors. She's actually on Netflix with uh, Tiffany Haddish right now. Um, I've mm-hmm. had Chris Rock, um, who I was blessed to meet him some years ago. And Chris told me he said, "Look, do things that other comedians aren't doing. What does that What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Studying. I study the craft. You know, my favorite comedians, Moms Mabley. Uh, I, of course, mm-hmm. I like um, Richard Pryor." Red Fox is my all-time favorite comedian because of the stories that he told. Um, Red Skelton, mm. he's another one of my favorite comedians. And so mm-hmm. these are people that I've studied over the years. Now, let me just shout out some of my mentors because I want them to know that I'm so appreciative of their time, of all the energy they poured into my career. My godfather, James Stevens III, he's a very well-known comedian, awesome comedian. My boy, Sean Larkin, he's like a big brother to me. Um, of course, Barbara Carlisle, once again, Mark Curry from Hang With Mr. Cooper. He took me under his mm. wing and showed me so much about the comedy business. Uh, of course, again, Chris Rock, Earthquake, um, Cheryl Underwood. Mm. Um, these are all people that I've been blessed to meet. And let me shout this guy out, Mr. George Wallace. He pulled me in, man, <laughs> a few years ago, and he right. said, "Look, he said, look, I want you to do this comedy, uh, this comedy special with me." I mean, I was shocked because there were so many other comedians in the room, and uh, a guy named Lester Bibbs. Uh, he's a good friend of mine, and I want everybody to definitely pray for Lester, too. He was struggling with uh, with cancer, but Lester is an mm. amazing comedian. So anyway, long story short, um, George Wallace asked me to do the comedy special with him, and Lester Bibbs was there. And Lester, he knew that in the back of my mind, I was thinking, why did he pick me? And Lester said to me, he walked up to me, he said, little bro, why not you? He was like, mm-hmm, yeah, bro. there's a lot of other comedians in here. He was like, but listen, you are a comedian's comedian, so why wouldn't he pick you for this comedy tour? So the other thing I tell all mm. comedians is truly believe in yourself, and when the opportunities come, don't ask why not me. Ask why. Listen, <laughs> listen, you got to always think about things like this from this perspective. If it's not me, then who else? Sometimes you got to be the one to step out there first to be that living, breathing example for somebody else. Don't wait until you die to be an inspiration mm. to somebody. Be an inspiration to somebody right now while you're still alive, and they can still talk to you, right? 
And so, so that's mm-hmm. now my focus when it comes to comedy, and that's what I give to all the comedians. Okay. Wow. Wow. <laughs> that's what's up. Um, Dr. Kenny, we ain't going to up much longer. We appreciate you calling in here on NYP Entertainment Radio. Uh, before we go, I'll let everybody know where they can find your book. Awesome. Everybody can find the book, Doorway, The Doorway to Your Success. It's on Amazon. It's also in Barnes & Noble. Or they can go to my website, TheMorningKenny.com. That's also my website. You can find me on Facebook. I'm on Instagram, uh, all social media platforms. And, and, and my kids now have me on TikTok, man. So <laughs> trying to figure that out right now. But, but, but we're there. Right. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, we definitely would like so to much. have you back on the show because um, I definitely want to pick your brain a little more. Um, so, yeah, definitely sometime down um, in the future, we definitely want you back on the show so we can, um, yes, you know, go deeper into this. Yeah, definitely. Let's do definitely. it. I'm looking definitely. forward to it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, again, appreciate you, man. Can't wait to have you back on. Um, thanks so much. And uh, everybody go check out the book. Uh, Dr. Dr. Morning Kitty, thank you so much, my friend. Yes, sir. I appreciate you guys. Much love to y'all. All right. You too. Be safe. Right. Dr. Demone King, check out The Way to Your Success. Um, put some music. We come back. Got some more stuff to get into. NYPA Entertainment Radio.
Welcome back to NYPN Entertainment Radio. Again, thank you to Dr. Damone Tenney. And don't forget to check out his self-help book, The Doorway to Your Success. Uh, Zoe, what else you want to get into? Um, <clears throat> in the wakes of um, the death of um, Black Rob, um, you know, was it last week? Um, Diddy blasted for helping with Black Rob's funeral as fans say he abandoned him. Um, Diddy has taken a lot of heat uh, for mourning the loss of his former artist, Black Rob. Some fans are upset Diddy failed to step up and help Rob when he was homeless and sick before he died, um, you know, just last week. Um, After Black Rob, who was born and raised in New York um, as Robert Ross passed away at Grady Memorial Hospital in Atlanta on April 17, of this year, Diddy said he would foot the bill for Rob's memorial and burial. Um, Diddy left his uh, this message for his former bad boy artists and his 17 million Instagram followers. And quote, rest in power, King. Um, as I listen to your record today, there's one thing that they all have in common. You have made millions of people all over the world feel good and, and dance. Um, you are one of a kind. God bless. Love. You will be truly missed, unquote. While many Instagram users joined Diddy in showing Rob um, some um, <clears throat> some love, many other um, lambasted Diddy for not stepping up in to help Black Rob while he was alive and was aware that Rob had fallen on hard times. And quote, um, in one in quote, it says, boy, go to hell. Um, where the f uh, were you when he was homeless? That no, one Instagram no. user. Mm-hmm. No, stop, 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 stop. Yeah, stop. I'm sorry. Yeah, it goes it's, it's, on and it goes on and it goes on. Now, this is what just, I think we just about. Had this. This. Good. We just had a discussion last week. Mm-hmm. So, and it's in in it's pissing me off again. And I know you know what I mean to interrupt, but it incenses me because. Y'all don't know what's going on behind the scenes. You have no fucking idea. You don't. None of right. us do. Stop telling right. somebody to go to hell when you don't know what the dynamics are going on. Remember, media, Listen. social media, the news are are spoon fed to us. They're ch- we, we we know what they want us to know. You don't know what happened between Black Rob or Diddy or whatever. You don't know. It was a huge falling out. You don't know if he helped them. You don't know if he didn't. We don't know none of that stuff. So stop assuming shit and telling people to go to hell where you don't know the story. And, go ahead, though. And, and, and um, also, he's not obligated to go out there and, 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 and lend a helping hand. He's not obligated to do that. If he, if he goes out there and do that, that's great. But he doesn't owe Black Rob anything. It's not like he has to go out there. This is his job to do that, his job to go and help him. No, that's not his job to do that. It's not, you know. But it's not. if he's willing to come out and 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 help him, then that's 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 great. That's that's what he would do. But just because he has money and all, and that was his artist and all, that doesn't mean he's 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 obligated. That's like, let's say I work at um, you know, at a a, a private hospital. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a nurse there, or a doctor. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I lose my job and I fall on hard times. 
mm-hmm. and I'm I'm living in the streets. I'm I'm homeless now. Is it that hospital job to come and help me? No. The person who um you know running it is, is it their job to come and um and and you know lend me a hand and and pick me back up from my feet? No, it's not their job no. to do that. No, they're not obligated. No, not at all. Not at all. Just Listen, like he's not obligated. He was the boss he's and not, Black Rob was his employer. Right. He's not yeah, he's not obligated. How how could you let this happen? Well listen, what Black Rob eat do not make Diddy shit. So at the end of the day, how could what happen? So listen, we don't know the story. He's and as Joe said, he's not obligated to help no one's obligated to help anyone at all, quite frankly. Beyond family, you know whatever, you're just not. And in this situation, we don't know the dynamics. We don't know the full thing. The man went homeless. We don't know if he tried or not. We, and he don't have to. So stop saying somebody needs to go to hell. Did you try to help Black Rob? Out there, the one who said that. All the people thinking negative. Thank you. If you knew he's homeless, why didn't y'all help him? Why didn't y'all go out there and give him a meal and bring him into your house? Why did I leave it on Diddy? If y'all knew all this shit that was going on with him, why didn't y'all go and help him? Why did you walk past him? Why didn't you acknowledge him? Why didn't you help him? Instead of looking at Diddy, then you need to step the fuck up and help you and help him. So stop putting everything Listen, on him because he worked with him. That's the that's so stupid. You know, that's the dumb shit, you know, man. I didn't I, I didn't know that he was homeless until um you know when I read the article and I was like uh, you know I didn't know that he fell that hard on hard times. But again, mm-hmm. um, you're correct at what you say. If all these people actually knew prior to. Him passing, and when he was still alive out there, and knew that he was homeless, why didn't um, get together everybody a GoFundMe or something, and and you know, um, and and and, and contribute to and help him to help him. Help him, right? Exactly. If y'all knew all this, why didn't y'all help him? Why y'all looking at Pitt, looking at Diddy? It's just that's that's that dumb shit. And looking so, at Diddy Diddy's because day. Diddy is almost a billionaire, so they feel that he's supposed to do this. No, he's not supposed to do anything nobody, but no, to deal no, with no, this no. thing. Exactly. So y'all take y'all little stinking asses, you get off your high horse, and y'all should have stepped up. Y'all should have stepped up. If you knew all this, you should have. Don't come at him. Don't even, don't even do that. Like, come on, get your head out your asses. That's the that's how to stop you because it was like y'all blaming him for what? Like that doesn't make any sense. You if you if you get fired or you quit or whatever, and again, like Zoe said, you fall on hard times. Your ex job and your ex boss is not gonna be like, hey, I know you're falling hard. No, that's not how that works. That's just what it is. This is business. Sure, it wasn't personal. So get head out your asses and and, and uh, move the fuck on. Uh, Chris Evans responded, Lizzo's drunk DM. I've done worse on this app. LOL. Um, Chris Evans responded to a flirty Instagram DM from Lizzo with a self-deprecating reference to the time he went viral after accidentally sharing a nude photo of himself on Instagram. On on Saturday, Lizzo shared a TikTok where she said she unsuccessfully slid into Chris Evans' DMs while she was drunk. Her message had three emojis implying she was shooting her shot or flirting with the Avenger, Avenger star. Quote, don't drink in DM, kids, for legal, uh, legal pur- purposes. This is a joke, she captioned the video. On Sunday, Lizzo shared an update with Evans' response. No shame in a drunk DM, he wrote, adding a kissing emoji. God knows I've done worse on this app. Uh, Evans uh, was alluding to when he he inadvertently went viral last September after sharing a screen recording from his phone on Instagram that showed him and family playing the game Heads Up. But 
Evans didn't realize that at the end of the recording, a new photo saved in his camera roll <laughs> roll was visible. He removed the post, <laughs> but not before it was saved and shared widely. Fans came to the actor's defense and flooded social media feeds with wholesome photos of the actors with puppies telling people that the new photo wasn't being shared with Evans' consent. And the, really, it's not that serious, y'all. It didn't come to his, it come to his defense. He was not crying. Trust me, he was not crying. Um, no. At, yeah, at, at, at the end of the day, the American star... No, and then they kept the American star applauded Lizzo um, for being Lizzo. And so you know, listen, I'm gonna say this. You she expressed the true feelings. Yeah, she wasn't that drunk. She knew what she, she was doing. <laughs> she expressed her true feelings. She had um, a, a, a liking to this guy, and she expressed her true feelings. Nothing to be yeah. ashamed of. <laughs> let's not blame. Let's not blame the booze. Let's not blame, blame the booze. Cause listen. If you're drunk, if you're that drunk, you don't remember. You wasn't drunk. You knew exactly what you were doing, and you knew who you was targeting. So it was like, yeah, well, whatever. If you try it, it's not bad. I ain't mad at you, but don't use the drunk thing. Don't use like, I was drunk. I did. No, no, no. Nay, nay. We ain't having <laughs> it. It's okay. It's all right. That's all right. Go after it. Get yours. But don't blame Don't don't blame the alcohol. You know, blame it no, on the alcohol, ha- alcohol. Don't do that. Had he, um, had he, um, you know, decided that he's going to take her up on that, she wouldn't have used a drunk thing then. <laughs> I'm sure. That's true. That's true. That is true. Yeah, she'd have sober her ass and sobered up then. She's like, what? Yeah, yeah. But since her shot was missed, oh, that that was alcohol. He's drinking and DMing. But Chris Evans was like, yo, Lizzo, you live in the area. Come see me. She yeah her, yeah she would have been like I was girl I went after him I was this is yeah uh huh right uh-huh. I love how people yeah, like to course. fall back I I love how people like to fall back and use whatever as an excuse if they fuck up on something oh, I was sleepy I was drinking I was smoking no nah, no nah, you remember all that shit you wasn't that fucked up you remember everything nah nah don't use that as a crutch he went for it and you. <laughs> You went for it? And you yeah, failed. You know, you fell short. It happens to the best of us, Lizzo. Yeah. It happens to the best of us. Yeah, exactly. Get them all. You can't get them all. You can't. On to the next person. On to the next one. On to the next one. All right, with that being said, we got one more music break when we come back. Probably one more. One more. I think we'll squeeze one more thing when we come back. Stick around. NYPA Entertainment Radio. Blame it all on my roots. I showed up in boots and ruined your blind tie affair. The last one to know. The last one to show I was the last one you thought you'd see there And I saw the surprise and the fear in his eyes When I took his glass of champagne And I toasted you and said, honey, we may be thrilled But you'll never hear me complain Cause I got friends in all places where the Whiskey rounds and the beer chases my blood. 
Was the dirty hack that shot your woman down Yes, oh yes, my name is Willie Lee If you've got a warrant just to read it to me Shut her down because she made me slow I thought I was her daddy, but she had five more When I was arrested, I was dressed in black They put me on a train and they took me back Had no friend for to go my bail They slapped my dieter carcass in that county jail Early next morning about a half past nine I spied a sheriff coming down the line A Danny caught as he cleared his throat He said, put on you dirty hack into that district court Into the courtroom my trial began Where I was handled by twelve honest men Just before the jury started out I saw that little judge come as to look about In about five minutes and walked a man Holding the verdict in his right hand The verdict read in the first degree I hollered, Lordy, Lordy, have mercy on me The judge, he smiled as he picked up his pen Ninety-nine years in the Folsom pen Ninety-nine years underneath that ground I can't forget today I shut that bad bitch down Come on, you gotta listen unto me Lay off that whiskey and let that cocaine be Is a burning thing And it makes A fiery ring Bound By wild desire I fell into a ring of fire I fell into a burning ring of fire I went down, 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 and the flames went higher, and it burns, 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 the ring of fire, the ring of fire. I went down, 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 and the flames went higher, and it burns, 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 the ring of fire, the ring of fire. The taste of love is sweet, when hearts like ours meet. I fell for you like a child. But the fire went wild I fell into a burning ring of fire I went down, down, down And the flames went higher And it burns, burns, burns The ring of fire The ring of fire 
to a burning ring of fire I went down, down, down And the flames went higher And it burns, burns, burns The ring of fire The ring of fire And it burns, burns, burns The ring of fire The ring of fire The ring of fire NYPA Entertainment Radio. Before we get out of here, I wanted to. Um, Kevin Porter Jr. violated health and safety protocols with Miami strip club visit. Now, who's um, he's an NBA player, and he went to a strip club in Miami, and they got into an altercation, and of course he's in trouble because he violated the NBA protocols. And we talk about this all the time, um, dude. Listen, you like why risk your, not just your health but your career on going to a strip club? Like I don't, I, I don't understand. I'm not even gonna get into details. The bottom line is, I, I just wanted to say, and we talk about it all the time. Like these athletes do not think at all. Like it's just strict rules. You got, they got a lot. The, the league, the team got a lot invested in you, and. And you know, and they gave you the rundown, which you cannot do during a pandemic, for fear that you might be out a couple of days and spread it to the teams, for the other teams, and you can, you really can shake things up and mess things up in the worst way. And like, is it that necessary? You need to go to a strip club, like, dude, have them come to your crib, do it on the low. Don't be like Paul Pierce, though. Don't be videotaping that joint. Like, have them come to your place, do it on the low, low. You know what I mean? If you really need it, you know what I'm saying? Well, I don't be out there where everybody can see you and, and be like the dumbass Paul Pierce and film yourself and all that. So, ah, nay, nay, don't do that. Do that shit on the low. I don't get that, though. Like, you got some money, bring them up to the crib on the low, low. You know what I'm saying? And, yep, and, 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 have your, and have your security remove their cell phones so they don't, you know, secretly record it and put it out there on social media. There you go. There you go. <laughs> There you go. There's two. There's two things. You, there's two things. Or three things. No, two things you can do. They can take, have take a COVID test when they come in. Take it with their cell phone. And then, <laughs> but the, you know what I mean? They come back good. Part of time. You know what I mean? And no one has to know. Or at least take a temperature check. No one has to know. Just just get rid of the stuff. That's it. No one got to know. Boom. You do what you gotta do in the privacy of your own home, and just keep it moving. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. Why these schools mm-hmm. constantly, constantly, literally just like walking to a brick wall. Like they give you a clear path, like just, just like just do it this way, and you turn around and walk the opposite way, hit the wall, like, I don't know what happened. You like come on. Like come on. you didn't think like they not you're not gonna get suspended or get fined or anything like that. Like, use your brain. I, I, use I your don't brain. understand it, you know. And at some point, you don't feel sorry for them anymore because, it, you know, they. I'm sure they hear it with other people. They get in trouble from doing it, their colleagues or whatever it is, and they go out there and do it. Why? They think it's not going to happen to them. You know what? I don't feel sorry for them now. You get what you deserve. <laughs> That's, that is true. You got a point. You got a point with that. That is true. So, yeah, you get what you deserve. I just – it's just – it's stupid people. I'm sorry, stupid people. It just, I, it's the logic of recording yourself or being out in public 
with a lot of eyes are on you, I don't, when you're not supposed to, I don't get the logic. I don't, and then get an attitude to get mad when there's repercussions, like, oh, you can't play in this game, or whatever the case may be. You're like, what, what, what do I do? What do I do? do? Stupid ass. <laughs> yeah, what do I do? What do I do? Y'all being mean to me. Where, where, where? And y'all, like, because you was, like, messing up the policy and getting out there getting COVID and shit. Like, come on. So, again, like, it's just, I kind of shake my head when I read stuff like that. I was like, really, dude? Like, you can't come up with a better way. Just literally, literally out loud, and I just told you pretty much what you do. Take take away their phones, their temperature check. You know what I mean? Let, you know, let them in. I have a nurse there to do a, do a rapid COVID test. I have a nurse there to do a rapid Yeah. <laughs> there you go. You got the money for it. Have them set up. You know, you do it on low, low. Take the nursing shit away so they don't be, like, doing stuff. And then, I mean, to do the little swab and dab and do whatever, whatever, and keep it moving. Or, hey, have, if they got vaccinated, make sure to show proof of the card that I got vaccinated. It might be even easier. That's the express line right there. That's the express line. Who got vaccinated? Show your proof. All right, that's the express line. Come on in. And then keep it moving. Mm-hmm. That's how you do On the low, you don't have the, the cameras and the cell phone and all that stuff. Don't do that. Don't incriminate yourself. That's the dumbest thing to do is incriminate yourself. I, I don't get it. I don't know. Dumbass, dumbass. Who knows? All right, we're going to wrap things up here. But before I go, like I said, um, next week is ah, – time is flying. May, next Sunday, May 2nd. Uh, no May playlist. I'm going to actually uh, carry over April to May, and we'll start fresh on Sunday, June 6th with an all-new um, music playlist. I got a lot of music here, a lot that I barely played, like I said. So um, this is going to carry over through the month of May and starting fresh in June. We'll have something brand new guys and uh, a lot of other stuff happening all right uh do the shout out yeah shout out to dr damon kenny's um and um you know pick up his book uh, the doorway to success um follow him read the book um you know listen to our show if you missed um the interview you can always go back and um listen to it um shout out to cal shout out to philly shout out to um to everybody who continues to follow us, to listen to us, um, the ones who like us, the ones who hate us, but still listen to us, you know, we're still grateful to y'all as well. Shout out to um, Hannah of Hannah Associates and um, new um, topics. And uh, also, if you know anybody that want to be, that you think is, 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 is good enough to be interviewed here on NYPA Entertainment Radio, hit us up, NY. P-A, spell out the word entertainment at gmail.com. All right, wait a minute, though. Wait a minute, though. Wait, no. We got to do some screening first. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, we're going to do screening. Email, we're going to do listen, screening. You can't, you, you can't that doesn't mean in the, the homeless guy that stands on the corner singing Soul Train every morning at 6 a.m. You think he got good pipes to bring well, him on the show. See, That's not happening. This is, this is the reason ahead, why they're going to email us first. And then we do our screening. For those who yeah. don't make the cut, we trash it. <laughs> we trash yeah. it. That's just the way it's yeah. going to be. No, not everybody that's going to email um, to us is going to make the cut. They're not. Please, yeah, yeah. Just uh, have some kind of talent or something. Uh, be professional about it. Not just like a, a selfie next to the homeless guy singing Soul Train. No, nah, that's not happening. Be professional. Have a bio. Have good music, comedy, writing, whatever it is. It doesn't have to be music. It just something 
with the platform for everyone. So you heard Rizzo said NYPA entertainment spelled out at gmail.com. Shout out to Zoe, Hanum, Hanum Associates, and our, our guest, Dr. Damon Kenny. Again, like Zoe said, go check out his self-help book, The Doorway to Your Success. Um, we'll back up live next Sunday, May 2nd. No playlist, like I said. We'll do it in June. Be safe, everyone. See you next week. NYPA Entertainment Radio Show. Yo. I'm not a preacher. I just like making good music. I'm paranoid from the weed, Lord, can you help me please? Once more, I drop to my knees, tell me, Lord, how could it be? Blind to the rain I've never seen, tell me, Lord, why is it me? Is it cause I'm chasing dreams? Is it cause I'm chasing cream? Is it cause I'm close to each and every one of my enemies? Danger is my company, I swear I hate this industry. All women love the way I'm living, they know I'm unforgiving, heartless and deceiving. How am I still breathing? Scared of what I've seen, still scared of what I'm seeing, uh. Making me pick and choose who's win or lose Even one of one, my mind is left better than bruised Choose, these niggas fruity like a pebble I fly straight, I'm on my level Sell your soul, deal with the devil <laughs> I'ma stay smoking this weed, man Trouble finding the absolute meaning of life Will I become a success? Can I find me a wife? These questions seem to get harder as they passing me by But I won't give in to the pressure floating on cloud number nine I'm just drifting away, these dreams keep me fueled to progress This weight that I hold on my chest from packing on all of the stress Throughout the daily grind, I seek to find a peace of mind No wasting time, I need to climb up to the top to make this mine Cause I control my destiny as I'm destined to be much more than the stars Can I line the journey is dark but I'll find A source of light to help distinguish the goods and the evil the benign and the lethal, the opaque and the see-through Won't let my demons conquer all that I've built from within Present my past with my future ambitions through paper and pen It's more than words in the story that I relay to you My heart is stuck in a bond while searching for proof of certain truth As if a beast while the wind is blowing and grass is growing Ocean waters are flowing with these cups of liquor we pouring As the summers get hotter, winters get colder I say a soldier, my mindset for the future's never been bolder You need a shoulder to cry and then you can lean on me We all go through trials and tribulations throughout the lives we lead The scars are they are reminders of battles that I've won Lessons I've learned, the rules that I broke to teach to my future son Cause I'll be damned if he grows to be an illiterate, ignorant, and belligerent person who doesn't give a shit That's all the question for me as long as I'm still breathing Culture, my morals, of society as he begins teething But if I have a girl, she'll be my diamond and my pearl Regardless of the cold-hearted nature amongst this cruel world I'm just looking to be enlightened in this day and age With knowledge and wisdom to help me through all the pleasure and pain The show is over. The show is over. The show is over.